Ask the Podcast Coach for August 31st, 2019. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that fun-filled music that means it's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the theschoolofpodcasting.com, and joining me right over there from the average, that's not it, that one, the theaverageguy.tv, too many things going on, the one and only Jim Cullison. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. It's the last day of August. When? Like, it's... When's it going to slow down? I, so you were mentioning pre-show. September's a busy month. Me too. It just seems like September, like everybody saves everything for the summer in September and people wake up and they're like, oh, we got to get some work done. The end of the year is almost here. So I, I know you're feeling it. I am too. Do you find you make more mistakes when the busier you get? Yeah. You, you start making more it, mistakes. If you could see my desk right now, it's after it was pretty clear at the end of July, it's just a mess. And I find myself like, oh, I thought I already booked my hotel or I thought I already and you look up and you're like, oh, wait, no, I did. Oh, what? You know, or just little things that just drive you nuts. And and that's what then what happens is you start to lose faith in yourself. Like, wait, if I miss this, like what's well, you know, and then you start double checking everything you need to do. Like today it dawned on me, I have to do like I'm I'm gone. I think I leave Tuesday next week, and I don't come back till I think Wednesday. So like I'm gone a full week, and I think podcast movement. I was gone like five days, and so now it dawns on me like, well, you better do laundry, buddy, because that's a lot of clothes you're dragging to Washington D.C. and things like that. So it's just little things that kind of throw you off your game. And, and I'm right now I'm in the process of I've got two presentations. Now, here's the, the good news. And this is where I was like, ah, is I'm going to two events next week. I'm going to FinCon. And then in the same hotel, I go to the Military Influencer Conference. And I'm doing the same presentation. That's the one where I was like, ah, kind of a podcasting 101 for your business. And then the other thing is I'm I have to write... 30,000 words by the end of September because I've got about 22,000 and they want 50,000 for my book. And I was like, oh, that's doable. But holy cow, I have to clear my schedule. And and then it dawned on me, wait, I'm off on Monday. And that's when I was like, ah, eight hours of just closing the windows, locking the doors, turning off email and Gmail and everything else and just getting everything that's in my head. I, I'm done with research. I just got to get it out of my head. So I don't know. How about you, Jim? You, you get a little messy when things get crazy? It, I do. I was <clears throat> I was just commenting to you I this weekend uh, in posting my podcast. And actually, I did a recording. I uh, took on a client briefly to, mm-hmm. to do some work for them. So a little bit more podcasting than normal stuff going on. Work has been kind of helter-skelter with the work uh, of podcasting. Not quite the right schedule or the schedule's changed a little bit. And I just found myself making a lot of mistakes. And you're like, oh, I have to go back, fix them, whatever. And it, it's just, I was kind of wondering, I'm like, why, you know, why? Why do those things, why do those times, why do those busy times cause you to be that way? And what are some good strategies to kind of get out of that funk? I mean, it, it's like, do you stop, get away? Uh, come back to it? Do you, you know, do you start saying no to things? I mean, I don't, I don't know, know if we necessarily want to dive into that, but I, I think there's those times in our, in the, in the work that we do 
and you just get it's it's tired or you get I don't know what it is, but you start making massive mistakes. You yeah. Know, you don't record something, release something with only one side of the oh. conversation on it. Right. I mean, those kinds of things. That was so weird. I still normally I can look back. Uh, last week I put out this show. It was fine to the patrons, but the one that went out to the public. And what was weird, because normally I can go back and go, oh, I had a channel muted or something like that. Because all I did is I, I exported the the full 90 minutes to the patrons. And then I went back and chopped off the 30 minutes, did nothing else, exported it. And for some reason, Jim's Jim's side of the conversation was MIA. And I was like, what? So, yeah, that was. But that's one where, again, I swear every time I don't listen to it. And what I did, I actually did listen to it, but I didn't listen for you. I heard Ask the Podcast Coach. I heard me start. I heard the music. And I'm like, yep, it's fine. Didn't even think about it. I need, that's all I would have done. To yeah. Be honest. I, I was like, yeah. So that was kind of like, uh, but, uh, you know. The good news is your audience will always let you know when you mess up, which is thank well, they goodness. let me know, which was weird. Yeah. Somebody's like, "Hey, uh, Jim, can you tell Dave I don't have his contact info?" Yeah. You know, and so I, I pinged you. And well, my like, my favorite thing is I had it. Uh, I I'm I at that point because I'm trying to again do everything. So I'm out on my bike. I load up the bike. You know, the minute those were done, load up the bike, and I'm out in the middle of nowhere probably a good 15, 20 minutes from my house. And I'm listening to podcasts about podcasting and on comes ask the podcast coach. And all of a sudden I'm like, wait, where's, where's Jim's voice? Where? Well, uh, and then about that time, bing. Hey Dave, do you know that? And then about three minutes later, Jim's like, Hey, just so you know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm on my way back. So that's always fun. But yeah, uh, Mark Mason has a great point. He says, uh, it's a good idea to look at the show. You look at the file, open up the wave file because if there's something yeah. missing, it's going to be really obvious. That's a great tip. So I never see that wave file in my workflow. So well, maybe maybe when it comes out of Audacity or not Audacity, uh, Auphonic, maybe that's where I would look. I, yeah. I, otherwise, I don't. I don't. I don't. Well, yeah. No, I guess I do see it when I. So uh, I just pull mine down from YouTube and. Chances are it's going to be both sides there, or this is why I never have this problem because both everything has to be there. Yeah. I don't, you record differently, right? You do different things in different ways. I'm always using the YouTube video, uh, the audio from the video yeah. to pull it. So I, I would never run into that problem, I guess. And the, the chat room, of course, we're out at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. If you want to, uh, Depending on where you're at, if you're like, what, what this chat room? Although we, I, I can see all of the chats, but if you want to jump on board, you can just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. And the chat room is all excited because a lot of them are going to MapCon, um, which is coming up as well. This is the first time I won't be there. We're actually pondering, myself and Chris Kermitsos are pondering doing a road trip from D.C. up to Atlantic City, which is like a three-hour drive. And I'm like, I'm like, that reminds me of when I was in a long distance uh, relationship, driving an hour to spend 20 minutes and then driving an hour back. Like this would be, I think somebody said it's like three hours. So we would get there, stay an hour if we're lucky, like an ad, at an after party kind of thing, and then drive back to D.C. And I'm like, hmm, mm. I'm like, I'm not, that's, that's a lot of, hmm. So we'll, we'll that sounds fun. It does sound fun. And I'm, and then it's really, I miss MapCon. I can't believe and I, I just, I had already given my approval to speak at the uh, military influencer conference. And when MapCon came up, I was like, Oh, 
I can't, you know, so it should be, it's, it's a very, um, intimate kind of, uh, gathering. It's um, how many? A hundred tops. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. is, that is small. Yeah. yeah. It, but what I love about it is it's single track. So everybody's going through the same stuff. It does some things that are very creative. Like there's some improv in it where you make up a podcast on the spot, which for me, that's the part I'm not crazy about because improv is usually pretty bad and it is pretty bad. But I then talked to the people that participated and so many of them were like, I was so glad I did this. This pushed me out of my comfort zone. So I get why they do it. I just don't want to watch it. Um, but it's 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 interesting to see what people do and things like that. Um, but uh, Mark says in the chat room, might be an opportunity for some software there. Imagine a machine learning tool that listen to your show and look for problems. That's got to be on the way. I see more and more. There's a, um, a in fact, Dave has the link in his Trello. Uh, there is a software, he said, waiting for it to load called and it's like uh spexed what a weird s it's it's like descript which i think we've all kind of heard of where you edit the uh you edit the the text and it edits the audio and this is something that was on product hunt and i'm going to throw this in the chat room and pray that it goes to everybody but it's just s p e x t i believe is the uh dot co spex.co and it's one of those things where when you delete the audio version, I'm sorry, when you delete the uh, the text, text it yeah. does the audio. So I, eventually you think it'd be cool if you said, hey, this is an um, like and like a dog. You know what I mean? Here's here's the um. Go, boy. Get them. Go, go fetch the ums and get rid of them. So uh, I yeah. did I did a thing for me and Eric. Uh, we just did a podcast review show, and I cut out all of our ums and put them together. And it's literally like a two-minute file of us just going, um, well, it's kind of like, um, 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 um. I almost want to take those. I thought maybe for Christmas it'd be fun to, like, make jingle bells out of ums, like, um, 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 um. It was like, I'm like, I got to do something. You probably could. Yeah. You could auto-tune them, though. You could auto It'd be easier to auto-tune them and do it that way. Because there were a ton of them. But um, I think that's in the future. I think somewhere eventually somebody's going to figure that out. And the hard part's going to be is, you know, there are some words that have the word um in it. I'm trying to think of what, um, well, maybe not. But uh, uh, so that was, you know, I'm sure that's coming down the pike where, you know, uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning and the, any other buzz phrase you want to throw in there. Yeah, I think it has to get better. I mean, when we think, and look at what it's yeah. doing in like Otter. Like, so now they can get pretty good transcriptions. This morning, um, I woke up early and was, uh, I hadn't done my transcriptions yet. So I dropped them into Otter mm. oh, last night and, and was working on them. And I noticed already, you know, with Otter, I have the paid plan. So you mm. can put in certain words like Home Gadget Geeks. I want that to capitalize it every time. And so you can tr- kind of train the transcription to be able to go in there and change those for me. So I did that and I'm um, sorry, I'm so distracted. I cannot believe how many people are trying to talk to me right now on Facebook. Like I seriously, can, it, every minute or every 10 seconds, it's going bling, bling. And I'm like, guys, it's Saturday morning. Stop talking yeah. to me. Well, that reminds me. I should, um, I should silence my phone before it goes off. Shut those things off for sure. But 
So the transcription part is getting better. You know, the fact that we can kind of train the file to get the, the, the text output the way we want it um, is pretty cool. I would imagine once we can start to figure out and get really good, get really good voice print. In other words, what it knows when I'm talking versus when you're talking, Otter does some of that as well. And then that um bit or ah uh, or whatever, mm. where it recognizes it makes a value on that and starts predicting and pulling that out. That could be, that could be really cool. I just did a uh, audio um I just did um right there. I just did an audio edit on uh, Friday uh, that I was doing, and the the gal who spoke, she spoke for about fifteen minutes, two ums in the whole thing. Nice. I was like, that's it's pretty great uh, to be able to do that. Not most of us aren't that way, especially on these live shows. A lot of us aren't that way. Otter does a really good job of taking um out of the um, transcript. Transcript. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. very good job. Otter, very good job. Otter dot AI is another thing that. Uh, is going to save me because I, I have to write about 30,000 words in about 30 days for to get my book to the, uh, you know, to get the final manuscript to these people. And I was like, how am I going to do that? And number one, I lucked out. I, I have Monday off. And then number two is I took all these uh, interviews. And this is where, in my case, the Mix Pre, or if you're using the Roadcaster Pro, we can talk about that in a bit. It had some updates is I'm able to take just the track of the guest. I don't need the questions. I need the answers. So I'm uploading just the guest track of them telling me, because I just want their answers, and then taking that, throwing it into the book, making it readable, and uh, boy, that it's like I typed like 3,000 words in like, you know, next to nothing because I was interviewing uh, Jonathan Oakes from uh, Trivia Warfare, who is just, the guy just spews tips about uh, Patreon. Like he has... Trivia Warfare Army is the name of his kind of, we have our awesome supporters. See, I should go buy awesomesupporters.com. And then he has things like Trivia Warfare Army. And then if you're at the such and such level, you're private. If you're at the $5 level, you're a colonel. If you're at the $50, it's like, it was just, everything was really, really kind of cool. So uh, it's a lot of work. It is a lot I of mean, work. I thought you shouldn't do that. Is, is he, is, but he has a full-time job too, right? He has a full-time job. And that was, we were both laughing on how we are both trying to lose weight and both will lose weight and then both will find weight. And so he said, yeah, and he's got a kid. So throw on top of that, that he has his kid every other day, you know, so he's dropping off kids to school and he's got a really nice day job. And, and he does like, he, he has his main show, Trivia Warfare, and they had all these patrons sign up and there wasn't enough shows for people to appear on because he found out that's what he like what people want. They want to be on the show and play trivia. Yeah. So he created other shows, little baby like five minute quiz shows for people to come on. And so that way Good idea. Yeah, because there's Good one idea. there's one level it's like you're in the pool and then there's like another level you will get on within a year. And then if you're at another level you will definitely get on like the the more you pledge the quicker you're on. And so uh it's uh it's pretty interesting. So um, AustinSupporters.com is available, by the way. See, I need gonna, to. <laughs> you might want to buy it by the end of the show. Yeah. Somebody's going to buy it and then sell it just, to me for five hundred dollars. Yeah, and the, the, the chat room is saying you need you can mute your. Uh, yeah, no, your I know. Facebook. I know. Yeah, I think I know. we do that. It's just it, it have it would had been quiet, and the second I started talking to you, <laughs> the jing, 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 
to chink, they just kept popping in. And it, now again, I'm talking, and again, they're they're popping in. Some of it, you know, it'll go away here in just a second. And I don't. I, my wife is out, and so I like to kind of keep those notifications open. But um, yeah, it's a lot of work. I mean, uh, we talked. Saras was on my show on Thursday. We talked a little bit about YouTube branding and. I've been working with Steve Sleeper a little bit. He's been giving me some hints and some clues on maybe how to run my YouTube channel a little yeah. bit better. And it's, just as I think about these things, I'm like, I could literally spend all day Saturday milking out content, putting things into smaller bites, coming up with better titles, figuring out the tags better, doing the searches to see what people are looking for. Um, and I just like, uh, I just, I can't, I can't do it. I can't yeah. spend that. And then time. working on your thumbnail. Cause the thumbnail is always important. And yeah, yeah. That thumbnail art now has gotten kind of crazy. And yeah. you know, I didn't realize how important it was. Yeah. And so, you know, and then I was like, so on the show, Mike Weger, my co-host says like, Jim, I think you're thinking about this all wrong. Like you drive a community show. You're, your goal necessarily isn't to be now every, everybody's job is to be really discoverable on YouTube. But I have an hour and 20 minute show. That's not really like the second someone clicks on it and sees how long it's going to be. Or in some cases, it shows the timestamp in the video and, you know, in the recommendation box, yeah. whatever. Nobody's going to click on a video that long. It's just not, they're not going to. They're, they're, they're only coming there for certain reasons because they're connected to the show and they want to watch it in that way. If I wanted to spend some time and break those down into smaller chunks, smaller consumable chunks, that might work to really game the YouTube system and get maximum results. And I could do that and then put in cards in them to drive them over to the big, right? You're, okay. That's Saturday. That's all Saturday. Yeah. Like, it takes the whole day. Yeah. When um, I, the, you know. the more I dig into SEO, the more I'm like, I now see why people like that's all they do. Cause about the minute you think you got it handled, there's a new thing. And, and I also now see why every day I open up my inbox and somebody wants me to link to an article they wrote and blah, blah, blah. But the one thing about Patreon, I did hear something. I, I should have had, uh, do I have any big announcement music? No, I do not have anything. All I have is is Ryan saying, so if I was worried about announcing this, you know, nobody's going to punch. Uh, is I thought of this because here's, here's the thing. And I'm, I'm seeing this more and more where people start a Patreon, typically by the way, years after they launch their podcast or a year or months. Uh, but anyway, and they think nobody's going to contribute. Nobody's going to, you know, nobody's gonna, who's, who's going to give me 10 bucks, nobody. And then you find out later, holy cow, more people than I thought. And so right now we're right at the edge where once a month, I, I, I felt bad because, you know, $20 a month, I will say your name in every podcast and we'll do that a little later. But I kind of felt bad for the other patrons because they never get mentioned. So I said, hey, you know what? At the beginning of the month, we'll mention everybody, which is fine, except it then dawned on me that, you know, as we get more and more people, that is now probably a five to 10 minute spot, even though I'm just saying Jim Cullison from the average guy TV, uh, Steve from blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Ugh. and it's not the So what I'm going to do starting in 2020. So I'm giving everybody a great heads up here. We're just going to stick with the $20 people, but when you join, so if you join for a buck, I will make a huge deal that you have joined and maybe play a part of your podcast or something like that. I'm like, that makes sense. That's manageable. That's a big deal. 
but I can't, I'm like, if, if I keep doing this and I'm, I'm excited every time somebody joins, but all of a sudden it's going to be, Hey, welcome to ask the podcast coach where you get your podcast questions live. Hey, it's the first question of the month. So let's talk about, you know, Abe and Steve and Jill and Karen and blah. And it's kind of like 20 minutes of me reading names. And I'm like, that doesn't scale well. So I thought about that. I'm like, that's what I should do. And I, as I talk to more people with patrons, they go, Oh yeah, we just make a big deal when they join. I'm like, Oh, why didn't I think of that? So. Yeah, it kind of just depends on your, I, I, you know, what, what your this, you know, what your time is to be able to do this with. And I think you do want to think through those promotions, but you don't really, you can't, you don't know what you don't know. So you got to try yeah. them. See, and and I think people, Dave, I think people understand on Patreon when you change some things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, uh, Mike asked a great question. It, it also doesn't work when people are listening to your podcast. Oh, wait a minute. Let's, but here's the fun thing about the chat. I go to click on it right when somebody says something and I move. Yeah. Uh, what's to prevent someone from joining every other month? Well, then we'll just have to politely go, hey, didn't you join like back in January and now it's March? And it's for every system. There's a way to game the yeah. system. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then Emily says, how long is no agendas list of supporters? I listened once and it kept going forever. Yeah. Uh, I know when I get to that part and here's what I'm starting to notice with no agenda, find them at no agenda show.com. Great podcast. They do two segments. One at the beginning for anybody who gave $250 or more, that's their associate producer. And then they do $50 or more later. And I'm finding that when they go to the $50 or more, that list goes on quite a bit, and I am finding that because I fast forward every time, I'm, unless it's me. I'm like, ooh, are they going to say my name? Um, so I'll go skip, 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 skip. And then I notice that, like, they'll do another – it doesn't seem like very much. Like, like, their second segment is pretty short, and then they do their end clip. And I'm kind of like, hmm. But, yeah, they do that. Now, the only thing that they do that's kind of fun is they uh, – is is John C. Dvorak likes he doesn't like to he just does he butchers people's names and countries so Adam will let him do that and and usually they have and then they have weird sound effects so like hey can you do me a goat karma you know and then I didn't realize um, Reverend Sharpton on I think he's on CNN or CNBC or whatever that guy can't talk like he's he I mean he he does verbal typos I'm one to talk. But it's like he just really mispronounces words a lot. And they have all these great clips, so they'll people will request it. So they kind of make it somewhat uh, entertaining. But, uh, yeah, and then uh, Mr. Bologna here uh, says, uh, patron tracks, all of that, join, drop. We just announced five new members each show. It takes 20 seconds. There we go. And then uh, Mike says, yep, Patreon is a living experience, and it is going to change. And what else do we have here in the chat room? Um, oh, yeah, here's another one we should do. And this is why I don't know why I'm not doing this. Patron supporters also get their questions moved to the top of the list. I should put that out every week. I should ask the patrons any questions for pod, ask the podcast coach tomorrow. And uh, that would be a, a good thing, too. So you do it for this show, too, where the, yeah. you, know, you get get priority moved up front. That's just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not good at that, of keeping track of all those details. Like that, some people are better at it than me. But I, I certainly can't do it very well. Well, and, and you said it. It's like it's a lot of work. I, I was talking yeah. to a guy yesterday who has a, a pretty good, successful podcast going, and he was thinking of starting a second one. And I said, why? I go, why Why are we doing that? And he's like, well, I kind of like to talk about this, too. And I said, well, just – I go, you know, you're free to do whatever you want. I go, just realize 
it's it's you have to promote that show as well. You have to. There's only 24 hours in a day, and it's just one of those things. I'm like, you know, I, I told him. I said, uh, he says, well, how many shows do you have? I go about podcasting four. And he goes, what? And I go, yeah. And I go, I said most of those were started as tests or things like that. And I said, then there are days. I said, not that I don't like doing the shows. I said, but there are days I always wonder. How good would the school of podcasting be if I took all the time I spent on Ask? I mean, I spent a good four hours easy, uh, if not six, on Ask the Podcast Coach. And I, um, you know, some of the other ones, the podcast radio show was one, it's, it's a five minute show, but it still takes me a half hour to do, you know. And I'm like, if I was taking that time to promote the school of podcasting, you know, so think, think twice about uh, starting a multiple show. It's, it's hard to not do. Jim, how many do you have now? Two? Uh, two for the average guy network or two. Yeah. yeah. But the second one is only every five or six weeks. So we don't, I mean, it doesn't take a ton of time. Um, there's just other things. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm not driven ever. So every night I come home and I, there's some things I try to get done while I'm sitting here at the desk, but you need a break. Like yeah. you can't, I mean, yeah, I could be more productive if I just, you know, the, but there are some nights I come home and I'm like, no, I don't want to split a YouTube video in this. I'm sorry. I don't want to. No, it's fine. I'm hitting buttons. I don't, yeah, don't, don't do that. That's exactly the way I feel. <laughs> that was actually a really good, a really good soundbite for that. Um, I don't want to split a YouTube video into segments yeah. and re-render them and post them up and optimize them. I get, you know, I just get a little nutso on the optimization pizza pieces. So a whole night will go by and yeah, I probably blew two hours. I could have been doing, I could have been, doing something but i don't want to there's also yeah. that element when you create a new podcasts you have a, it's different like if you only spent time on school of podcasting would you really spend all that time on school of podcasting that gets a little you know because you, yeah. these things come around every week and so you're like I just released this one and I spent all weekend advertising for it. And now it's Monday. Hello. And then, so all of a sudden it's Thursday again. And now I'm spending all weekend advertising for home gadget geeks. I don't think it's healthy. And some people can do it. I don't know how you do, but I don't think it's healthy to drive yourself that hard on some of these things. Yeah. Well, and that's where you're talking earlier. Like, what do we do? I've been, uh, cause I am trying to lose weight and I do. And then I don't, that's the problem. But uh, for like two weeks ago, I lost weight every single day because I was like Fred Flintstone. When that whistle blew, I went out, grabbed my bike, threw it on the back of my car, drove about seven minutes to a really cool bike path, biked uh, five, ten miles, came back, ate dinner, and then did computer stuff. And in my head, I was always like, I don't know if I should be doing this because that's another hour I could be. And I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm one of those guys. And Jim, you might be this too. The The tighter the 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 whatever the more stressed out i am or the the less time i have the more i gotta hunker down and get it done the more i hunker down and get it done where is like on sunday i do the school of podcasting and i started at like one o'clock and i always finish about eleven thirty, and it doesn't matter i mean if i because there are sometimes i'll go to my brother's house and i'll hang out with my nieces and nephews and I'll get back home and I'm like, oh man, it's eight o'clock. I haven't even started the school of podcasting. What do you know? It got done at 1130. So yeah. Uh, yeah. sometimes I just think, uh, so I just said, well, wait, let's put things in priority. And so what I've been trying to do, because I, I realized that like, look, I'm going to get squeezed really hard in September. So I'm making sure to go to bed. Like when the woman in the tube says, Dave, you should probably go to bed. I'm like, you know what? That's probably a good idea. 
uh, and I'm trying to uh, exercise. Just to, just because if the body falls apart, it, it doesn't matter how much how, how many hours you have. So you got it. You got to take care of yourself. Emily uh, in the chat room mm-hmm. says uh, one of my editing clients has her VA virtual assistant take care of uh, her Patreon. That's probably the best way to use some of that Patreon money. Hiring someone to handle Patreon for you. Okay, so actually, that's this is a really good a really good point in that oftentimes we have that money come in. I don't know how we spend it, but we do. In um, Emily's point, so say you're making a hundred bucks a month on Patreon, hiring a VA to extend out the Patreon. So yeah, you don't see that hundred dollars right away, but it might give you two hundred dollars in value that cre- takes Patreon from a hundred to two hundred. Then you could pay that VA two hundred a month to do even more for you, and and eventually it'll start spilling over the top, right? It'll start spilling over and away, or you can pull your VA's hours back to the point where it's just sustaining. And then some of that money starts flowing in over the top where you can start using it for other things. Emily, that's actually a really great idea. And I think a good point to remember sometimes as YouTube, as uh, YouTubers, as YouTubers and podcasters, we get so tight around some of these things of like, I just can't pay. Well, you know, the way business goes, businesses, you know, when somebody opens a Starbucks, they didn't open it for free. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like, Oh, I'm opening up a free Starbucks and I hope this thing takes off. I mean, it costs money to get those things rolling, right? And I think sometimes in podcasting, we need to probably do a better job of reinvesting the money we do make, reinvesting it back into the infrastructure to do more things rather than just paying for uh, services. I don't know. Your thoughts, Dave? Well, yeah. I uh, Well, Mark here says uh, one of his takeaways from podcast movement was to look at automation and try to offload things. Uh, yeah. Mike in the chat room says, I'm using a thing called story chief. I have story chief. I don't use it much, but it is pretty cool. If you check out school of podcasting.com slash story chief, you basically write a blog post in story chief. And then you put in, here's my WordPress site. Here's this, here's, and it just posts it everywhere, but it somehow does. And I want to say the word is canalical or something, some sort of link so that Google knows that your website is the main one and it's not duplicate content and things like that. But um, in in terms of oh dang what was your original point uh, Emily export oh uh, last uh, week using. yeah knowing again that I'm getting I I knew like last week that uh, things are getting a little messy and things like that so I've had Emily uh, edit my stuff Emily's a great editor I've had John B Kennis and so I'm always trying new again I always try new stuff I forget the name of the company but they're really they're much cheaper and I was like hmm. Because I know people are going to say, well, what about these guys? They're cheap. So I went to them. It was really weird because they have this whole, which which any editor has to have an onboarding process. And they're like, it's, you know, do this. And they share a, a Google Drive with you. And I just, I'm like, where are the special instructions? Because I said, here's what I want. Because it's like, here, upload your music and do this. And they put it all together. And I'm like, no, no, no. I just need this DM'd. I just, just DM it. I will edit the volume and the music. I'm like, I just need it DM'd. And actually they did a, I forget the name of the company. It's something like pod, something press um, based out of, they say they're based out of St. Louis. Uh, I met him at uh podcast movement, but that was one. It was 60 bucks. So I'm actually losing money on, on the podcast review show. Cause I make 50 bucks and I spent 60 on getting it edited. So it's like, oops. But on the other hand, last night, same show podcast review show and the way you know how when you edit things, if you have two people on Skype or whatever, and it's we live stream that, so we can't use Squadcast. 
And so Eric and my guest are on the same one. And we always tell them, can you please be in a quiet place? Because on one hand, it is podcasters, but I'm like, can you please be in a quiet place with the best microphone you can, you know, get your hands on? Well, she was on the road and she had an off-brand headset, like earbuds, and literally sound like she was talking like this. And Eric's got an ATR 2100. It's crystal clear. And so I guess I could have pawned that off and said, hey, because here's what I had to do. I took that one track. And then anytime she talked, and this was the the good side of it, is anytime she talked, she was leaving a comment about something that we had commented on. So it wasn't like there was a lot of back and forth. But every time she talked, I would cut out her part and drag it down to another track that had a different EQ because it took out the bass and the mid and really had to boost her highs because there was no high end on it. And it took me an hour and a half to edit a 45-minute audio track. And that's where I was like, mm. so that's where I, I think sometimes the a way to the, the more planning you do, the less editing you have to do. And that one is just like I, I you kind of go you do a, a armchair quarterback. And I'm like, maybe I should have when I saw that because I knew up front, I'm like, oh, crap, her audio just sucks. And I could have said, hey, let's go to Squadcast, you know, and then I'll record it with Camtasia to get the video. Or something, because I knew I was like, oh, this is going to take a huge amount of time. And I, I guess I could have contacted, you know, John or Emily and said, hey, here's what you have to do to do this, because it just took a lot of time. And I was like, Ugh, that's no fun. Well, that's the that's the hard part of the services that you purchase. You don't the ROI. It's not like dollar for dollar ROI. And it's tough giving up your file to somebody and paying them 50, 60, 100 dollars. Yeah. Um, for, you know, for editing and think, okay, is that going to be, is that worth my time? Um, is that worth the time? I'm, by the way, Emily, John, I'm, I'm, it totally is. And there's yeah. people who aren't good at editing. I'm not questioning yeah. that. Just as the person paying sometimes for whatever these services are, whatever they happen to be, it's not always super clear the ROI you're going to get. And so oh. it's hard sometimes to let go of some of these, to let go of money to get some of these things done to say, yeah, is it going to be worth my time? I am a huge automation fan. And so I have automated everything I can um, that I know how to, uh, to get my um, posting as smooth and as efficient as possible. And I do a lot in a short period of time. Could I VA some of that stuff out? I probably could. I probably could. And now oh, here's the question. What would I actually do with that extra time? <laughs> Would I yeah. actually do something different? That's the really question. That's the real question. Or would I put my feet up on the desk, put my head back on the chair and take a nap while somebody, because that happens too. <laughs> well, that's, that's, I mean, I've been doing that a lot, especially this last month where I call them involuntary mat, uh, naps where I now set a, and it has to do with food. A lot of times I set an alarm now when it's time for me to go back to work at Lipson because I'll go downstairs, eat lunch, and I'm in a nice comfy chair. And next thing I know, I'm like, I'm out. And I'm like, okay, that's, again, just little warning signs. Is, hey, you know, maybe you should be getting some more uh, sleep. But Emily says some of the editors actually outsource the the umming part, and then they do, they do the yeah. rest. Yeah. Nobody likes going through the ums. That's the part I hate. Uh, and then Mike says, going back to Story Chief, the feature art augments – are really impressive for the cost. And yeah, I think it's 10 bucks a month. Also many tentacles to many things. And you can actually see how many times your, your uh, article was uh, on. Like I could actually put my podcast 
out at, in Story Chief, and it would go out to Medium. It would go out to you know um, Tumblr and all these other blogging platforms and things like that. So um, you just mentioned two platforms. I, for some reason, right. Tumblr has gotten so many questions in the media lately. Yeah. I, I I didn't hear about Tumblr for a while. Um, apparently, so I was talking to my daughter about something yesterday, and apparently Taylor Swift is still posting on Tumblr because she knows that's where her true fans are. Cause right. like nobody else is out there. So if you follow Taylor Swift on Tumblr, you get way better access to her there or some of the stuff that she does there than you do in other, other places. And I was like, really? She's still on Tumblr, but like medium, I mean, medium was the hottest thing since sliced bread and peanut butter just last year. And now I hear no one talking about medium. Now, maybe it's just become a stable platform and there's, there's still a lot of traffic out there, but I just I don't hear the fervor right. of meeting like I was hearing. I've never before. understood it. Um, Addy says often it takes you know basically trial and error to figure out what works best for you. Yeah, because for me, I never got medium because why am I driving traffic to somebody's website that's not mine? But I will say this: I am. I think I pay five dollars a month to Medium, and they find stories that they think I would want to read and send them to me in email and i actually do click on those on a, a fairly regular basis um and then emily says in terms of uh tumblr uh sarah warner uh great interview with her on uh better podcasting with uh steven and sp i learned a wh- so much more about like narrative nonfiction uh podcasting from that that was a great episode uh she gets fan art for audio drama over at tumblr so and then uh, Jason says, in terms of Medium, Medium is hampering posts that include links to Patreon. Ah, that's interesting. Because why would you want to make money from hampering? Yeah. Um, it's scary. It's a little scary when, you know, okay, that's the, on these platforms, right? That That's that's censorship. Yeah. Like, if that's true, I, I'm not saying it's true, and Jason, but um, that's kind of censorship. And so do you really want your, I, I get it because it's monetization outside of their network and they're trying to monetize this platform. I get that. But like, aren't you supposed to be kind of like a platform that allows people to do things? And so that's kind of scary to me. Well, we've got a, well, I'll tell you what, let's do this first. We, have uh, some awesome subscribers we do here. have some awesome subscribers we should, uh, should talk about. And then I'm going to talk about a, what I might be, a controversial platform. As soon as I find out where Jim went, there he is. Uh, I'm oh, like, hello. I went to, uh, I launched uh, PowerPoint and all of a sudden I was like, where'd he go? Uh, but yeah, we are talking about awesome people like Greg uh, from Debt Shepherd. Uh, you can find him at DebtShepherd.com where he teaches financial wellness. Glenn the Geek Hebert, who you will hear on this week's School of Podcasting. Uh, find him at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Josh Rivers over at podcastingexperiments.com. He's actually working on a new season all about local podcasting. Max Truscott over at aviationnewstalk.com. Shane from spybrary.com. Carrie Bond from keywestperspective.com slash podcast. Hoping that she can still hear us now and is not in the middle. I don't know where Key West is compared to like hurricane country, but yeah, and I'm like, "Mm, that could be a bad place to be right now. Uh, Ronsley down in Australia at Amplify Media Group. Find him at mustamplify.com. Carl White at lifeinthecarolinaspodcast.com. And Kim Kragy at toastmasters101.net. And again, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, simply go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. Your contributions help Dave pay his tax bills. So (laughs) 
Jim said, Jim said, I know where we're spending. Jim said, I know where we're spending it on. I, I do that quarterly tax bill. And I'm like, Ooh, I got to pay them that when, who, huh? Okay. You, so you're quarterly. Uh, yeah. You do quarterly tax. Oh. Uh, yeah. It's one of those where it's like, it's please, please support Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's no fun. All right. So here is a platform. If you go to, uh, either scaleabout.com or if you want to go to school of podcasting.com slash scaleabout. And here's their, the, when I first heard it, I was like, what is the, the idea is now you can interact with your audience, but charge them for it. And I was like, mm. so I could see, and here's where I, I see it working. Cause it's like, if you want to interact with, you know, it's quick questions. If your audience wants to ask you a quick question, you can do that. And they make it super easy to reply via video. And it's, and I was like, okay. And there are people on, like, I have one there, uh, I set one up and I put my podcast rodeo show. I'm like, all right, we'll just throw that on there. And they're like, yeah, you probably don't want to put anything for five bucks. Most people are going 10 to 15 for like one answer, one response. And I'm like, okay, maybe we'll take that off. But I thought it was interesting. And, but I thought, wait a minute, most podcasters are dying to get any feedback. And now we're going to put up a, a toll booth. But I, I don't think this is for the average podcaster. I, are you thinking of what I'm thinking? I'm thinking coaches, maybe. Oh, no, this is for famous people. <laughs> this, that's what this is. People yeah. don't really want, they they want to hear from famous people. I, this always comes back to on the Clifton Strength stuff that I do for Gallup. I can't tell you how many times I get the question, hey, does you have a list of famous people that have taken Clifton Strengths? And it's famous people, famous people. I want to hear mm. from famous people. Um, I'm like, what does that even mean? And how are they different than you? You know, they're not, they, they, they have the same problems you do. They struggle with the same things you do. Yeah. They just made a good movie. That's all they really did. Does that really qualify them <laughs> to be a spokesperson on anything? I don't know. But um, I, this is, these kind of platforms just reek of this, hey, I'm famous and I want a video answer from, I mentioned it earlier, but I want a video answer from Taylor Swift. That would make my day. Right. I'll pay a hundred bucks to have Taylor make me my own personal video or whatever that is. So I don't see, could it work for coaches and some of those things or any podcasters? Totally. This totally could if you advertised it and it became a platform. But I don't think people are going to discover me, Dave, not knowing who I am and buy an answer from me. I just don't think that's yeah. going to happen. Well, when you sign up, because I, I had the guy that runs it give me a demo and I'm like, all right, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting concept. And uh, when you go to sign up, it was it was based on YouTubers. And they're now trying to expand it into podcasters. And they, when you go over it, it's like, not that they require it, but they recommend you have 5,000 subscribers on YouTube. And I'm like, I have nowhere near. I, I finally went over 1,000. I think I'm at like eleven or 1,200, something like that. But I'm like, I'm yeah. no, and they said, no, no, you can still sign up. That's just a recommendation thing. And I was like, oh, okay. But the only thing I could think of, and here's where my dilemma is, on one hand, I do have people that, send me an email. They're like, I want to ask you a quick question. And often that quick question it like, Hey, I'm thinking of doing an interview show. What's the best equipment? Well, now I got to write a paragraph that says, are your guests in the same room or not? It, 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 that quick question requires a lot of time and I'm not complaining, but that's the whole thing. I could say, Hey, I would love to talk to you about that. I need these. I need this information click here and pay me 10 bucks, 15 bucks, whatever it is, whatever I want to charge. And I'll answer that via personalized. I want to make sure I want to give you the best information, blah, blah, blah. Here it is. And uh, I was like, okay. Or 
So I, I see that for that might somewhat if you if you're trying to stifle the can I pick your brain, can I take you to lunch kind of questions. But on the other hand, sometimes that can I pick your great brain, can I take you to lunch questions make great episodes. And so that's where I was like, I can see, and maybe that's the thing. If you're, if the more famous you are, the more this might make sense. But well, I, and let me let me be really clear. This is really designed for famous YouTube people. Yeah, because you watch somebody on YouTube, there isn't really a good way on YouTube to connect with them. And so this is an opportunity um, for YouTubers to say, "Hey, come over to my scale about page," or however they're going to do that, and you can purchase access to me. You could do that i mean you could create a patreon level to do this as well where you know you say hey you know at, at 50 dollars or whatever you can um you know we will connect on zoom or we'll do that this just makes it easy because it's all in one place and theoretically people could find you here that may not know you but i, I think the odds of someone like it's funny when i went there and i clicked on find a, your favorite creator you're the very you're my very first block <laughs> all the way to the left so I don't know how it knew that, and I that it's that's kind of spooky. Odd. Yeah, yeah, very spooky. I, I didn't sign up for the service. It doesn't know who I am. I'm not even logged in, and yet you're the very first one showing up on. If that's maybe if that's that way for everybody, but um, so I think in those cases, this is kind of an all-in-one platform. They're going to be driven. Come people coming here are going to be primarily driven from your already existing resources, whether it's a podcast or a yeah. YouTube video or a blog or some of those kinds of things. Yeah, Emily says I have so many FAQ answers in my text expander. Yep, I have, I have that too. Uh, Mike was asking. It says multi-streaming with in the description. Yeah, that happens automatically because I'm using the free version of Restream.io. I think if I paid, that we they would take that out of that. And uh, Mike also says that 85% of my business, my successful business podcasting is without, you know, the questions that he gets. So, yeah, that's where I'm kind of like, hmm, you know, and that's uh, Steve is saying, why not just make a membership site? Yep. If you want people to be able to get contact with you. But so, this is an easy, this is an easy way of not creating a membership site and doing it like yeah. membership sites, especially in WordPress can be, you're installing a plugin, you're making sure it's up to date, you're connecting to a payment source. Like they're awful just to be honest. Yeah. Uh, you could do something like this much easier and get your membership kind of stuff here. Tie this thing to Patreon and uh, you might, and I'm sure they're charging. What, what's their charge? Oh, they, uh, where's my, it's 18%. Oh, yikes. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's a little more than Patreon, but they handle all the hosting of the video and everything else and blah, blah, blah. Yep. And I was like, eh, okay. You three, three time money. And what's the other one you uh, pay in, uh, in it, time money or quality quality. Yeah. Quality. And pick two. <laughs> Cause it can't get all. Three. Well, and sometimes it's just worth it. I'm not saying this is by the way, no endorsement here of the, of the scale about, but yeah, this is just me going, what do you guys think of the idea? Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm not, not anyway yeah, but uh, if, they, if it is easy you know yeah, yeah they're gonna take they're gonna take a percentage well and youtube now has a membership thing where you can sign up for five bucks or ten bucks and get bonus videos and and jim not is right. shaking saying no not not not, right. not ready for they time. missed they have missed the boat on that thing yeah yeah uh, it's bad it's bad mike wilkerson says i bought member press stuff wow super convoluted the, the thing is so many of these membership sites and i've used them all uh the last one i used on wordpress was digital access pass is you end up with so many people 
wanting to do different things. Like I remember uh, for, I think it's still in there. Member, I'm sorry, digital access pass has a token system. So like for $5, you get X amount of tokens. And then this class is worth X amount of tokens. And I was like, who wanted that feature? I'm like, let's, let's make getting payment even more like $1 equals 1.5 tokens. And this, you know, it sounds like a, a ninth grade algebra class. If, if the, you know, growing your podcast coach is three tokens and one token equals 0.75 dollars. How many dollars does it take? You know, X divided by Y equals, you know, I was like, so uh, a lot of times these membership site things get a little crazy. And, and then for me, I found, and this is just my opinion. I used to have the school of podcasting at school of podcasting.com. So I had posts that had to be public and courses that had to be private. And when you logged into the back end of my WordPress, your brain exploded. And so that's when uh, I moved the membership site to the school of podcasting. And because I say that all the time, just join me at the school of podcasting.com. And I'm like, you know, somebody might actually think that's the school of podcasting.com, not the school of podcasting.com. And so I bought that domain and I use Thinkific right now for that. And I know a lot of people are using teachable, but membership sites are like Patreon. They take a lot of work. And you've got a lot of like, how do I cancel my account on occasion? And I lost my password and it says I paid, but I can't get in. There's a lot of little management things that go on with that as well. So it's always. Wait, so you have two separate WordPress instances. Then no, that's for not. Your... I, I got away from WordPress. Not that oh, I don't, not right, that I don't gotcha. like WordPress. I'm just not running anything that, you know, pays my car payment on WordPress because right. I've had times when I had the school of podcasting on WordPress. And that was probably the, the catalyst of me moving it was, you know, you have a plugin that takes a crap on you and now people can't get in to see their stuff or, you know, you get the white screen of death. And I'm just, I, I love WordPress. I just know that it's, it's like an ex-wife. It can turn on you at any minute. <laughs> so this is like, Yikes. Yeah. not speaking from experience. No, or not at like all. That. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm just not, you know, and I also found, I, I tried a membership site for my weight loss show and that was the first time. I put the membership separate from the actual site and it just made it easy because everything on that site was membership. Everything on this site was public. And I was like, man, that makes life easy. So that's, uh, I don't know if, what it does for me SEO wise, but I just like headache wise, it made a lot of them go away. And so, you know, and then Mike says, uh, there's no question that the plugin game is a total dice throw. Yeah. And that's why I, I used to listen to WP plugins A to Z and I kind of had to quit listening because they would always come up with um, plugins that I would want to load. And I ended up with like, you know, 75 plugins on my, maybe not quite that many, but a lot. And, uh, you know, I just, the more you add, the more chance that something's going to go, you know. Well, I, I've been listening to Think Like a Hacker, right? That's where yeah. Vince's um, podcast. Really good. Audio is terrible. I need to mail that guy a microphone. Uh, super great stuff. It, this is one of those cases where I forgive the audio because the content is just so good. Yeah. But there is no regulation for for plugins. Like WordPress does its best to kind of regulate them and make sure they're okay. But they just had a we just had a situation where we had a bad actor buy five or six or seven different plugins, and then when he took them over, she could be a she too. When when they took them over, they um 
uh, injected malicious code into them in the next series that went out. And so you have no real way of, there's no way to stop that, so to speak. Now, they can be pulled from the store and some of those kinds of things, and they go, but that doesn't prevent, it's it's an open source, and there there aren't really very many gatekeepers. So I think you got to be careful when you're on WordPress, you kind of got to be careful. It makes you want to uh, think about Squarespace or Wix. I actually they have the, listen. They have all their own problems, but that's an October thing. I might actually take one of my sites, like I have podcastconsultant.com, and I thought, you know what, I probably should know a little more about Squarespace. But it's so weird because you know we all have these stupid membership things that you know we're paying you know seven dollars a month for this and eight dollars a month for that, and for some reason it'd be about eight dollars more to host my website, and I'm not going to use them for my podcast. And for some reason, that $8 to Squarespace, for some reason, I can't get over that. I don't want to pay $20 a month for my website when I know I can host it for for 10 But uh, I started using, speaking of security, I love WordFence. But just to test it out, because, again, I love to play with stuff, I put um, iThemes security on my weight loss show. And I am amazed it, at least twice a day it stops from somebody from trying to like log into my website. That's not me. It's like, you know, so-and-so has been detected and blocked and I'm like, wow. So yeah. So that's where I'm like, you know, I'm not really sure. Emily says, uh, uh, I square space, but for the business website and blog, not for the podcast. Yep. That's what I'm thinking of doing. Cause they do make pretty websites. And I think because they also integrate with acuity scheduling, which I use for my, um, my, my consulting stuff. And cause I, I started to do them once. And if you connected them to PayPal, if you sold something on your website, there were PayPal fees and then uh, Squarespace wanted a piece of that. And I'm like, wait, hold on a second. You're integrating with my PayPal. I shouldn't have to pay you anything for that. That's your job is to make it easy for me to use my tools. And that's when I was like, ah, it's enough of that. Um, but- How much? they want it was like another nothing huge like two percent but i was like yeah but it was like it was a principle of the thing it was me i was like how dare you try to charge me two percent i was like you shouldn't have to do that so we we need a how dare you soundbite on our our (laughs) how dare you good day sir (laughs) i was listening to some comedians they said do you realize that back in the day good day sir was the same as f you like, yes. It was just like, you'd walk out the day, you go to leave, and before you slam the door, good day, sir. That was like, that was like F you back in the day. So uh, Kim says, oh, I use so both good. together. So I've pl- I have a, a Squarespace. Like, when I log back in, they're going to say, hey, your 30-day expired. And I'm like, oh, hold on. Let me get a new email address. Okay, I'm signing up again. Um, and then Mike says he's a WordFence fan. Yeah, I like WordFence. I, 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 I use them to clean up when I got dirty. I had a, some sort of malware. And they cleaned hey, it careful, up. Careful now, Dave. Yeah. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have not used her. To, there's a new, new one here. Uh, and, of course, when I go to click on it, it moved. Uh, John says, my podcast website is on Webflow. Is really the perfect blend between coding and Squarespace, where you can create anything you imagine. This is not a sponsored uh, post, but uh, I've never heard of Webflow. There are a few coming out that are like the alternative to WordPress. I see that now because with the whole Gutenberg, well, there's even, um, did you know there's now a classic press? I know there's a plugin that's kind of, you know, made so take it back to the classic, yeah, but there's now yeah. a, a, 
program called Classic Press. I've yet to I just heard about it on a podcast. But it's hmm. kind of like, hey, like the people that are like really wanted that classic, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, have started something called Classic Press. And I'm like, because that's it's all a separate site or yeah. Somebody Google that. Uh but I was surprised that you know, A isn't that I know it's under general GPU, whatever the heck that stands for, which means it's basically open code and there's wow. a community. Does it exist? Classic press. Yeah. Classicpress.net. Yeah. Is is what it is. Yeah. There you can you can really tell they're they're trying to capitalize on the Gutenberg debacle, yeah. right? So they're like classic press, the business focused CMS, powerful, versatile, predictable. <laughs> predictable, <laughs> so nice. Our community is first. Like they're really starting yeah. to kind of like, hey, come back and, and it's it is literally just the WordPress instance with the uh, the classic theme installed. <laughs> Emily says, I have a book of Shakespearean insults. I bite my thumb at you, sir, is one of my favorites. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, J- JD says, I have a website on Weebly, not a podcast, and I love it. It's only about 100 bucks a year. Yeah, all those are kind of... My whole thing is, anytime I've tried a Weebly or a Wix or whatever, they're always, I always end up wanting to do something that doesn't and I'm usually not that crazy with stuff, but, um, you know, Bonnie says, uh, I had Weebly and loved them because they're so grassroots, but my membership site was too big and crashed on it. And so she moved to Kajabi. Oh, that's yeah. a good problem to have. Yeah, that is true. So, uh, um, man, the, the chat room is on fire yeah, today. Yeah. I can't, I think it's every, it seems, feel like we got all everybody's back today. I don't, I don't know if it's the holiday or yeah. what, but it seems like I'm, when I think of Kim and Dan and Emily and Addie was in there earlier yeah. and Steve, like guys, welcome. Thanks for, yeah. thanks, uh, thanks for, for coming, coming back on Saturday. It's like the who's who of ask the podcast <laughs> coach out there. today. And the interesting thing is it's 1130. I know. I was like, it's time to start fading in the music. Uh, yeah. Jim, what's coming up on uh, TheAverageGuy.tv? Yeah, I mentioned it earlier. We had Ross Brand on talking yeah. about YouTube optimization, and I get super frustrated. So if you want to hear, if you want to hear that podcast, head out to TheAverageGuy.tv. It's posted <laughs> right now. You get super frustrated, so we get to hear angry Jim. Uh, just, just kind of disgruntled, frustrated. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little frustrated with YouTube. So a little get off my lawn, maybe. Um, no, no just they. It's, it, I don't. I don't like all these changes that I have that I have to make to be a cool kid on the block. That's what I'm struggling struggling with. So it's just me. It's all on me. Uh, And on this week's show, I think I have to do two shows this weekend, along with all the other stuff I got going on, because I am going to be gone. Uh, Speaking of that, no show next week. I'll be in D.C. Uh, But on this week's show, I believe I'm going to have Glenn the Geek and Liz Covert from Ben Franklin's World, and of course, Glenn from HorseRadioNetwork.com, talking about the International Podcast Association, and what is it, and why did it exist, and why they create it, and how what's it going to do in the future, and things like that. So that'll be on Monday's show of AskThePodcastCoach.com. But uh, I'm with Jim. Thanks for uh, coming on. The, the, the chat room was on fire today. And it's always interesting. I mean, I had a, a whole Trello board full of stuff, and we talked about one of them. Post show. We'll do it in the post show. (laughs) That's it. So 
Uh, we have 33 seconds. Actually, we have 22 seconds wow, to kill. Wow, that's a lot longer. I, I, yeah. I kept blabbing on and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, uh, Ross also says we talk live streaming and audio video uh, content and more. There we go. So not just YouTube. Yeah, so stick around in the uh, for some post-show in the chat room, and uh, we'll, we'll see you next week on Ask the Podcast page.